Hi guys, welcome back to Love That For You. Today is a special episode because it is just me by myself. And um, if you usually listen, you know that Pat's usually here, but I wanted to do a sim I wanted to do an episode that was just solo today. I felt like it was our it's our monthly advice column, usually. And we're still gonna be doing stuff like that today, but I'm going to be doing more of a girl talk episode. Um, typically, Pat would be here and we would do like our advice and like I would be able to banter with him. But I feel like sometimes it's just nice to be able to have just girls because I think most of our following is just girls. And we always try to do stuff that's like, you know, everybody can listen to and doesn't matter what you are, honestly. So today is just really girl talk and it's just me. It's just Jules. Um, it's going to be interesting because this is actually, this is actually my first solo episode I've ever done. And when we started the podcast, I was like, I really don't want to do this alone. Like I know a lot of people that do solo podcasts and it's honestly like, I'm already like, this is already harder because I have no one to banter with. I have no one to like bounce off of. And I'm just going to be talking by myself for honestly, hopefully I can make it 30 minutes at least. I don't even know. But if it's a shorter episode, then I'm sorry, but I don't think it will be. I think we'll be able to cover a lot of topics because I, asked you guys for your I put a question box on Instagram like I usually do and real quick I usually want to remember to put the question box on the love that for you podcast um because I know I always forget and I kind of just use my personal one just because that's where more of you are but I I do want to put it on the love that for you podcast because when you guys send dms messages or anything on there I'm like you know those are the people that are following along you guys are the ones following along on Instagram too. And I feel like I just kind of, we've been slacking on putting um, stories up there and notifications and stuff like that. So yeah, anything new that I can talk about? Um, Nothing new, nothing new. Last week, I think we told you about like shows we were watching. Uh, another show that I actually started that was brand new. I don't even know how to say this show. It's the one with Kristen Bell and it's on Netflix. Why won't my phone open? I want to try and find it and see if I can share it with you guys because it was like really good but had like a really weird ending and I was like I don't know if I even really like this um but let me see if I can find it oh it's called the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window um it's Kristen Bell and it's like a I don't even know I want to say like a mystery but it's not really it's like basically about her and she kind of she lost her daughter and her husband left her because she kind of she was like taking pills and just was dealing with a lot and then she like gets obsessed over this guy um across the street and like a lot of stuff happens but it's a good like really really good binge worthy show and that's why I liked it because I was just like I don't even care what happens I just want to be able to like be interested and binge it and I watched the whole season in one day so it's only like I think there may be eight episodes and they're they're actually like only a half hour so it's pretty short so took me less than a day to finish it but it was like one of those I think it was when the blizzard hit here so we had a huge blizzard if you're from the east coast and you probably got part of that um and for some reason we've been getting a ton of snow at the beach which is like so unusual for previous years but of course when we live here we're getting a ton of snow so it was one of those blizzard days I think I just sat and watched the whole thing um yeah and I've kind of just been obviously just been like working I haven't really been doing much else I am headed to New York this weekend which is going to be really fun I'm going with my mom um and it's been a bit since I've been there probably like two months so I'm really excited to go back um if you guys don't know I went to school there and I lived there for a bunch of years so part of me has been trying to get Pat to want to go back there because actually our plan when we got married was to live there so 
Anyway, I'm going to be there this weekend. Um, so follow along everywhere. I don't think I'm going to vlog. I don't know. I think it's just too much, especially because I'm with my mom trying to just like hang out with her. And it's kind of like I'm just taking her there to just honestly have like a mom daughter weekend. We haven't had that in so long. And I feel like it's overdue and I love hanging out with her. So it'll be fun. But I'll definitely be like posting on stories and Instagram still. So you guys can follow me there if you don't already. Um, so I feel like we could just kind of get into the episode. I asked you guys for, we're just, you know, girl talk. What, what's on your mind? What can we talk about, um, that really resonates with you guys and something that, you know, Pat's not even going to listen to this episode, so we don't have to include him. It's just me. And I think, yeah, let's just get started. So one of the first ones that came in through an email, which I actually really, really like this one, um, says, hi, Jules, love the podcast and all of your content. Thank you. Looks like my question was a little longer for the question feature, so see below. I've been feeling more inspired to post more and put myself out there a little and try to grow my page, but struggling with getting over the anxiety of being judged. Is this something you dealt with at first? If so, how did you gain the confidence not to care? I'm about to be 30 and don't like that I'm feeling like I'm too old to try. Thanks so much. Okay, so first of all, awesome that you've been feeling more inspired to post more i think like recently with tiktok for some reason at least for me i feel like it's definitely more inspiring and it's kind of like giving people the outlet to be able to post more and allowing people to feel more inspired for some reason like instagram is definitely a place of like i think maybe it's changing a little bit and it's becoming less of a place that people feel um down on themselves i guess i could say but I think with TikTok and everything, it's kind of like there's a lot of content out there that's about why are you not posting? Like, who cares what people think? And I think that's inspiring. So um, I think it's great that you're feeling inspired to post. Don't feel down that you're 30 and you're feeling this way. I think putting yourself out there on, on the internet is not easy. And it's definitely something I was not good at at first. Like, it has taken me, I've been doing this for four years. And I think the last few, two years, maybe, I just got comfortable. Comfort and like your comfort will show. So, don't ex- I think one thing is like don't expect it to be perfect when you first start. I think you have to really like go with the flow. And I think you have to really like know that just like anything, starting anything. If you want to learn how to cook, you're not going to be an amazing chef when you first start. Like you're not going to know what the hell you're doing at all. You're going to be like this sucks. But then you keep going. It's not like you give up and then you look back. And even now with me today, like I look back on a lot of my content and I'm like, oh, that was horrible. Like I hated that. And I do that with my content from like four months ago. Like I'm, I'm kind of constantly doing that, but it's always getting better. So I would definitely say that it's awesome that you're feeling inspired. I think you just have to go for it. It's kind of one of those things where I feel like you have to rip off the bandaid and, and kind of plan that maybe your first few posts aren't going to like, you're not going to go viral. Like that's not the point of it. Like the point is that you make content that you love and I think you don't have to be like in line with like posting every single day and like you don't have to be doing what everybody else is doing. And something that I'm working on personally is actually dealing with the same thing of like I don't want to be keeping up with everybody and I think it's hard to feel like I have to keep up with everybody. Um, so struggling with getting over anxiety of being judged is another thing that you wrote in and I think that's totally normal. I don't know where you live, but when I first started, I lived in New York City and it was a little bit, it's like, I want to say more normal to be like doing that there because literally anything in New York goes, like you've seen it all, like anything happens and nobody judges anybody. People are going to judge you when they see you, whether you're like taking photos on the street or whatever you're doing and you just have to put yourself in a place where you're like, I do not care at all 
what this person thinks or what they're like you're never going to see those people again and it's really hard in the moment even for me I'm like okay like I think even for me and other content creators that do this all the time still like see people like staring and you're like all right let's just like pause and wait till they like stop or you know it's not easy and it definitely is you feel like you're being judged but then like at the end of the day like the reason you're doing it is because it makes you happy and you feel inspired and you love it and like who gives a shit who literally who cares like it just doesn't matter and that's kind of the outlook that I've like trained myself to realize is that just like start posting like you you, there's something inside you that's telling you that you have something to share and you want to do this and people are going to listen and maybe not right away but if you enjoy it then that's literally all that matters so I hope that's helpful I think it's definitely a hard thing to start um I know that you say you're going to be 30 and you don't like that you're feeling like you're too old to try. No way. And one thing I can say, I don't know if you know Tinks. She's really popular, so you might know her. But if you don't, um, there's a podcast that she was on, The Skinny Confidential, and they were talking about how she was like kind of lost and didn't really know what she was doing, I think, until she started posting on TikTok during the pandemic and she's 30 or over 30 and just kind of started to hit and like people were really resonating with her message and she you know i think at first maybe was like you know i'm 30 whatever and then realized that like it just doesn't matter like the app and different social media platforms are not only for certain ages and that's just kind of it like i kind of feel like i have to leave it at that like you could be there's a lot of people that are like in their 40s or 50s and they have something to share and they want to post it on social media and I think that's a kind of like the direction that we're going with social media is like just doesn't matter you're not too old to post on TikTok and something that I hate is that people still are like oh like you use the app TikTok like that you know that's for young kids and it's like that's not the case and whoever's saying that to you is honestly just too scared to try like if you don't if you don't get it and you're not getting with like the times of like posting and like that's cool if it's not for you but for you to make fun of people for who are doing it and who love it and who they're probably doing a lot better than that person so I hope that makes sense I think it's just like there's never it's never too late to start and you're never too old to be on any of the social media platforms like and also you're just really still young so I hope that's helpful um yeah okay we're gonna move on okay First off, I love your podcast and I look forward to it so much every week. I submit it on Instagram too, but sending it here, here's my girl talk advice needed for this week's episode. A few months ago, I got out of a two-year long long distance relationship. It was good, but I think we just grew apart. Since then, I've kind of hit it off with a new guy who's much older than me, 12 years older, and I'm 26. That is amazing. I mean, I just love that personally. We've been really good friends for a while. He's a bartender at a bar I go to frequently. He knows some of my deepest secrets because we were slash are that close of friends for a few years now i've never been interested in him romantically or intimately he's actually not even my traditional type at all but probably since a little before the breakup we got a little extra flirty and i came to want to explore that a bit it's been very surprising but we connect really well on all levels it's insane he has some baggage which i think is holding me back and maybe the age difference too it's been a few months of dating and being a lot more intimate and i know he wants more because he's verbalized it I feel like it's too soon to jump into another relationship. I also feel like I want to be 100% sure about someone and an entire future with them before I get to my next relationship. I've told him all of this before. We even got to the level that we are, but I feel like he can't fully understand that, doesn't want to share me, and won't stay around if I don't give him that level of commitment. I don't know how to approach this with him so that he understands I need time but also want to continue what we have going. 
Okay. I like a lot of this because I think you're actually in a really good spot. And I don't know if everybody would say that. So let me just start out with your age difference. Doesn't matter. You're 26. He's 38. I wouldn't say that's a, I mean, it's a big age difference, of course, but I wouldn't say that like the level that you guys are at, I think is pretty much the same. Like you're looking for someone to be in your life forever and he's looking for the same thing. So in terms of like life stage, I actually think you guys are probably in the same spot. So forget the age because I just think that doesn't matter. And as you know, or maybe don't, but Pat is seven years older than me. So, and when we met, our life stage was totally different. So it seems like you're probably in the life stage. The other thing that stood out to me is that you're really close friends and you weren't interested in him before, but you are now. And I think you said something along the lines of like, you're not sure if it's the right time to jump into another relationship. And this is my advice for that. If you want to, then it doesn't matter if it's the right time. Like there's a lot of people that end up like settling for people. And I think a lot of people who realize you know, maybe they're in a relationship for five to 10 years and they get out of their relationship because it just wasn't right. And then they could meet someone a year later or less or a few months later and it just clicks. And what are you going to do? Be like, oh, it's only been a few months. Like it's not right. And I think that's just something that is um, socially unacceptable maybe and it shouldn't be. And if you're personally feeling like you're done with your ex and you found somebody who you really like, like you have to go for it. Now you're saying that there's some baggage and I think that's holding you back. And I think all you can really do with that is talk to him about it and be honest. Yeah, of course you can't let, he's not going to wait around. And I think that's valid. He, You know, if you can't commit to what he wants, then you just are on different pages and he doesn't have to wait around for you. But I think maybe it's more about you right now and figuring out like, do you want to commit to this or do you not? And I think that comes with conversations, of course, like you don't want to get into another relationship without knowing if it's 100% right. But you're really not going to know if it's 100% right unless you've like tested it out and like kind of maybe dated for a few months seriously and like really figured out what you want. And I don't think time apart is going to help you realize that. <clears throat> this is just my personal opinion, obviously. But in terms of how to approach it, um, I think you just have to honest. I mean, communication is everything. You have to like sit him down and kind of tell him exactly what you're feeling and let him listen and then kind of give him a chance to respond and I think it might help you clear your thoughts in what you want to do um more than you probably think because I think a lot of what you're saying is like you really do want to date this guy and you really do want to be with him but this this is telling me I shouldn't um and it's more just like social norms and things like your age and that you were in a relationship before and it's like those things just don't matter they really don't matter and I hope that's helpful because that's just something that I've kind of learned from watching relationships and being in my, one myself. For example, when I met Pat and we dated for a few years and we started to talk about marriage, I was like, I'm too young. Like I, you know, I'm only, I think I was like 23 when we started talking about it. And I was just like, there's just no way, like I'm too young, whatever. And then I remember I had this one eye opening conversation with my neighbor and she's kind of like a second mom to me. And she was just like, I know that you want this. What's holding you back? And I remember like breaking down in tears and just being like, I'm just, I feel like I'm too young. Like, it's not acceptable. Like, people will just talk. And, and, and she like stopped me in my tracks and she was like, but this is what you want. Like, who cares? And honestly, after that conversation, I just was like, you're right. Like, this is what I want. I already know it. And just because I'm young, just because I didn't plan it this way and I didn't want to get married till I was 30, like, it's too good to pass up kind of. 
that's what happened to me. So that was like a long-winded me, a long-winded way of saying, I think you need to talk to him because I'm, what I'm hearing is that you actually do want to try this out. So I think, I hope, I hope that was helpful. I'm really interested in like hearing what happens after you guys talk, but keep me updated. Some of these are so funny. I'm, I literally love you all because some of these are just like, you guys are so straightforward and you're so, I just love that you guys trust me. Like, it's just awesome hearing what you guys put in here and like, we can just talk about it and you guys listening. I just think it's, it's really cool. So anyway, let's move on. Uh, number one is, did you get lip injections? So this is a question. <laughs> um, yes, I did. This is actually my second time getting it. If you've seen my stories recently, that's probably why you're asking because they are swollen. And I didn't really talk. I think I talked about it on my TikTok, but um, which I, I do talk about a lot more stuff on there. Um, I did. And yeah, I think if you want to get something done, you should just get it done. And this is my the first time I did it was before my bachelorette party and I ended up loving it. Um and now I got it again and I, it was just like a touch up, but they are just like super swollen and bruised. Um, so they're still, it's been not even a week. So they're still like not fully healed. So if you think they look crazy, they probably do, but they won't look like that for long. Wax or shave down there? Waxes are so painful, but I want the clean look of a wax. Okay. I feel like this, I'm like the, literally the worst person to ask for this because I've never waxed anything on my body ever. Um, not even my eyebrows nothing. I've always been afraid of waxing. I don't know why. And like hearing that so many people get bikini waxes freaks me out. Like I've gotten tattoos, I've gotten lip injections, I've gotten, I don't know, other stuff. And I think I have a pretty high pain tolerance, but waxing down there, I just, it gives me like the chills. Like I just feel like that would hurt so bad. So one thing I did was what you could do if you're, I don't know if you're like me and you don't want to get waxed. Um, laser hair removal. But that was really fucking painful too. Um, and I didn't get numbing cream, but a lot of people say that if you do get numbing cream, it's a lot better. I don't know why I didn't get it, but I was like shaking the entire time. That's how bad it hurt. Um, but now after I did that, I did like nine times and it kind of just made it a lot lighter and thinner, if that makes sense. Um, and now I shave. Like you just said, waxes are so painful, but I want the clean look of a wax. So I would say maybe try laser hair removal because it kind of gives you the same clean look as a wax that's just my personal opinion because I'm afraid of getting waxed so um also like I guess if you get laser hair removal it'll make shaving more like doable because you'll still have that like clean look the thing is is I mean you can find like Groupons and stuff I was gonna say it's expensive but there's like ways around that and then I don't know my experience it was pretty painful I don't know if there's like a better answer like there's not a way to make it super clean down there without it being painful. So that's my opinion. Okay. This is a good one. Female friends who aren't supportive or are not cheering you on. We have to distance ourselves. We have to, I want to say cut them out. I've dealt with this so many times, dealt with it, dealing with it. Um, you don't want them. Like, what is the point? Like, what is the point in having, and, I, and I'm speaking to myself too, because I do like, try, I think I leave a lot of people in my life because I'm afraid of losing them. Um, but it's, it's really weird. And I, I've had friends who have like straight up told me that they don't support me and like, they don't understand and like a lot of that stuff. And I think, you know, it's okay if you don't understand what your friends do or if someone's not supportive of you, they are not your friend. And there's just like no way around that. Like I just feel like there's not a way to 
be like, I, I, you know, you know, you know, if you're not, if they're not supportive. And there was actually this thing, I want to read it because I found it on Instagram and it was about, what's that? Nine, I'm going to read this because it's nine friendship flags. And I was going through and I was like, do I have this with any of my friends? And it's actually a good way to just kind of like realize if you have friends that aren't supportive and you're keeping them in your life. And I think it's really hard because obviously if you've had a friend and it's been your friend for a while and now they're not supportive of you, you're like, well, what am I just going to like let this go? And friend breakups are pretty awful. I don't think that it's definitely necessary to have like a breakup, but maybe just start distancing yourself is like the best way to go. And it's kind of, there's kind of like no way to talk about it with them. But let me read this. So this was from We There Urban on Instagram. They just post a lot of like influential quotes and stuff that I think are really useful. So the first one is pay attention to how people react when you share good news. This is like the first flag. And this is probably how you know they're not being supportive. You share good news with your friend and they're just kind of like, like I can picture what it's like when you share good news and they, it's not the overwhelming, exciting way that you would act to someone who you support. Pay attention to who you are around when you feel like your most authentic self. Keep them close. That's another way. Like when you're supporting somebody, how are you acting? Like you are probably over the top, like genuinely so freaking excited for them. And you like almost like you can't stop thinking about it and you ask questions and you want to know this and you want to know that. And they're not doing that to you. Pay attention to the ones who only talk about themselves and never ask about you. Same type of thing. Pay attention to how your nervous system reacts around certain people. The energy will always tell you, the energy will always tell you what you need to know. Pay attention to the conditional friends that disappear when they're in relationships, only to come back when it's over, seeking your emotional labor. I think that's hard when you're younger. Um, but yeah, that's another way to just kind of detect if this person is does those things. When they constantly use you as the butt of the joke for the entertainment of others. I think that's really important, something that we definitely look past or don't even notice. If you're in a group of people and like one of your friends is kind of using you or like joking about you and then they'll be like, haha, I'm just kidding. You know that. And it's like, no, like you can't really say that kind of stuff and then joke. So I think that's another good flag. Pay attention to people who only seem to reach out when they need something another prime example of a red flag like if you reach out to them just to see how their day is but they never ask you about your day and then they reach out to you when like they need something it's just it's it's dumb don't get too comfortable existing in spaces where you know you deserve better and I think that's basically the problem that we, we all deal with when we are feeling this way about our friends is you've become so comfortable being their friend and doing these things for them that there's it seems like there's just no way out and there's no other way And I think that's exactly what this is saying is just don't get too comfortable being in that space. Believe people when they show you who they are the first time. So that's the last, that's the ninth like tip kind of. And it's really true. Some, and and I do this, you know, there's people that show you who they are time and time again, and you always give them the benefit of the doubt. And you're like, oh, well, this, this, this. And it's just like, that's just not showing up. So I'm sorry that you're going through this. It's really hard, especially like females always should be supporting other females, but some people just can't. And and honestly, it's maybe not at their fault. It's maybe just like they're going through other stuff and they, they can't support you. And that's not okay, but it doesn't give you the right to be mad at them. I think it's just time for you to distance. 
I got a lot of those when friendships start to get weird or fade. Um, so I think that's like a prime topic that people want to talk about. And it's, it's definitely tough. Okay, this one is crazy. Having dreams about other men while married. Ugh. Okay. There's two parts to this. Number one. And you, I don't know because you didn't explain, but are you having dreams about men that you know and that you maybe are interested in? Um, obviously, it's enough to worry you. And I think the other part of it is that having dreams about other men or women or whatever is so normal. And I think we used to say that it wasn't, but it is like, I don't know, like it's just normal to dream. It's normal to dream about exes. Unless, and I think it's one thing if you're like harping on something, like that might not be like super normal, but I think it's just like if you're having a dream and it's just like, think about like what you're like day to day. Like, are you with your husband because you love your husband and like end of story? Because then your dreams don't mean anything. Now, if there are other problems in your marriage and maybe you're like, maybe you're harping on like other men. Yeah, maybe that's time to kind of go talk to somebody like professional and just be like, I don't know why I'm having these feelings and kind of get to the bottom of like why you're having the dreams, especially if they're about somebody specific. Um, If you feel comfortable, I would honestly even talk to your husband about it. Like it depends. Like if it's something specific, it's a if it's a specific person that, you know, maybe talk to your friends about it first and talk to like your family and kind of just be like, I don't you know, you got to get to the bottom of what you really want. um, And that'll tell you if your dreams are telling you something or if they're just dreams because a lot of times dreams are just dreams how to deal with being in a long distance relationship and not having close friends nearby um I did that I mean I me and Pat did long distance I didn't have anybody living near me and I didn't have anybody living near him so I definitely was dealing with it by myself but um I think what's cool about today and our eight times (laughs) times is that you have FaceTime and there is always a way to talk to other people about your relationship and you don't have to feel like super alone. Um, And also just like planning to see your friends and like really taking time to like see your friends and family and not only focusing on your long distance relationship because it can take a huge toll and I've been there and I know what it's like and I just, I think it's important to also make time and yeah, make time and space for other areas of your life. What to do if you are not getting what you need from a friendship? Oh, we just did that. I think we just covered that. Because it's kind of very similar to like a non-supportive friend. Like it's the same. You just need to distance yourself. And yeah, I'm not going to go over it again. But hopefully my answer before was helpful. How to navigate living with your significant other for the first time. Any tips or advice? Um, I hate to say communicate, but it's literally so freaking important. Um, Living together could be really hard. It's also a time where you realize if you're not married yet, like, is this what I want? Is this going to work out? Because there are deal breakers and there are things you can get through easily. So knowing your partner super well, like this is the time where you're going to get to know them and you're going to really, really get to know like what they're about and who they are. And there's a lot of things that are hard about living together, but I think you both, you have to kind of almost like have a meeting and like sit down and be like, listen, this is the first time we're doing this. Kind of open the conversation on your end and be like, if there's anything that 
is bothering you or anything you want to talk to me about through this process, please come to me. Like, don't hold it in. I want to know. And then you have to be kind of open to taking criticism. But I think if you started out where like you're open to that, you're open to criticism and you're open to like them telling you what's going on in their brain, then like that leaves it easier for them to be open if that makes sense, like then it's kind of like you can both be open and you can both talk about things. And I think it's like just makes it easier if you communicate that up front and right away. Um, that's kind of like the only thing I can really say is like unless there's something specific that's bothering you, which maybe there is, you have to have that conversation up front and just be like, this is something that people always do, but nobody really talks about what it's actually like when you first start living with somebody. And you're obviously living with them for a reason. Like there's a reason you're moving in. So you're testing it out or you know that this is like your person forever and you'll figure it out. Like you'll figure out if that's actually right. So what's one thing you would tell yourself, your 20-year-old self? <clears throat> oh, this is so hard. It's hard because I want to say the right thing, but I was like, I want to tell, I would want to tell myself when I was 20 not to take things so seriously, but that's impossible to, to like really do. And I'd also want to say like, everything's going to work out, but that's also another thing that you're like in the moment, you're like, will it? But if I know what I know now and I do, then I would kind of just say, I think I would say everything works itself out. And I think that's true no matter what. So that's something I would tell my younger self. Okay, what else do we have? We have a lot of different topics here. This is a really good one. It's any advice on how to get confidence. And Pat and I did a full episode on confidence a while back. So I would definitely recommend going to listen to that one. This would probably be a good episode for you. Um, but one thing I'll say is that putting yourself out there and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations is only going to help your confidence. I think... Something that's hard is, like, how do you gain that? Well, you have to be uncomfortable to be comfortable. Like, I think that's just, like, such a true statement is you have to put yourself in situations that maybe you don't feel confident so that next time you're in that situation, you know how to deal with it better and it builds your confidence. And then you're like, oh, I actually know how to do this or, like, I actually know what they're talking about because I've done this 30 times and the last 29 times I didn't know what the hell I was doing and now I do. And I think it's, like, also putting yourself out there where you can tell people how you're feeling and being honest with yourself and being honest with other people about like, hey, uh, I'm just trying to think of examples, but like, hey, I don't know how to, I'm not really good at this and I want to get better. Like you're an expert at this. Can you please give me tips? Can you please help me learn? And I think like once you're in the process of learning, you just like gain it. Like you just understand what you're doing better. And that kind of without trying gives you more confidence. I think like talking to friends and talking to people about this is really important too because chances are a lot of people are in the exact same situation that you are. Like not everybody's confident. Not everybody knows how to be confident. And truthfully, people that are confident have worked on it. Like it's not something you just wake up with. Like you work on it. There's days where confident people are not confident and that's just kind of life. Like it's always going to be back and forth. But working on it, in those ways that I just described, I think could be really helpful. Um, but definitely go listen to that episode. I think we kind of talk about it more really in depth. Do things alone, alone, even if it's sitting at coffee shops for 30 minutes. 
this is like somebody um, giving everybody advice. And I kind of love that. Um, I used to do things alone in New York City all the time. And since Pat and I got married, I actually realized and learned that I kind of lost a little bit of my independence. And I used to love doing stuff alone. Like I loved going to coffee shops. I loved even going to dinner alone. Like it was just something that like it was a time for yourself and you didn't really care about what other people were doing and there was nobody around you. Um, And I love that you say, even if it's sitting in a coffee shop for 30 minutes, it's like you, and also for the one before this, the confidence one, this can help you gain confidence. Like you need to be able to like do stuff alone and sit with yourself and sit with your own thoughts. And that's something that's really hard for a lot of people to do. I think because we're so easily able to get access to other people and, By being alone, I think this means like not being on your phone, connecting with the world because it's so easy. Like it's so easy to not be alone. Um, But I think if you're alone, then you really get to learn who you are. And I think that is helpful to know who you are when you're with everything. If you know who you are, you're going to be more confident. If you know who you are, you're going to be better in relationships and not just intimate relationships, but friendships, relationships with your parents, relationships with your grandma, relationships that are intimate, like everything like everything. Like I think it's just really good to get to know yourself while being alone. Getting married this year and one of my bridesmaids' best friends isn't coming to the bachelorette with a sad face. This is hard. I think as we get older, obviously it's hard to make plans and it's hard to make everybody happy. And, you know, this happened to me too. One of my friends couldn't come and I totally understood it was like work. And I think, you know, it's hard because you're like, this is my one weekend my one weekend where everything's about me and I want you there because you're my best friend. And it's like, I think you have to out, you could ask her like, what's the reason you can't come? And some of them might be shitty reasons. And if there are good reasons, you have to let it go. If there's shitty reasons, I think you're allowed to be upset and you're allowed to like feel that. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, (sighs) you can't make everybody happy and they can't make everybody happy. And maybe something deeper is going on. And I'm obviously trying to give this person the benefit of the doubt because you just don't know. And I don't know. Um, But if it's a pattern, (laughs) maybe they're not your best friend. I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, not kidding, but like, you know, and you're able to ask them and talk to them. And if they're not coming, hopefully they have a good reason. Um, I think that's something we just kind of have to deal with as we get older. And it's like hard to realize that like everybody's building their own life and doing different things because when we're young, it's like, all you care about is that best friend and all they care about is you. And then when you get older, things just change and it's it's really hard. And it kind of leads me back to like the friendship um, breakup stuff because it's just – it just gets harder and you have to put in so much more effort to make those relationships stay the way that you want them to. Oh, my God. Okay. Mother-in-law too involved with wedding planning wants me to use her hair person, but I don't want to. Oh my God, this is so funny because wedding planning is so fucking stressful and it's mostly stressful because you have all these other opinions and it's your day. Like that is all I can say. It is your freaking wedding day and you are going to do what you want to do and this probably is going to hurt her, but I think you really need to have a conversation with her and just be like, listen, your hair person is great. Like for you too, like I know you love that person and this is my wedding and I actually maybe like already have somebody else in mind and you could be like I have this person that I really want to use like she just gets me and she knows my style and like I just this is what I'm gonna go with and depending on how the mother-in-law reacts like you'll just it'll give you an idea of what kind of person they are and obviously you already know this but them being too involved is like I think most of the times just fully out of love (laughs) and I think you have to know that 
Um, and you probably do. It's like probably all from a good place. But sometimes people just don't know how to take a step back and like let you do what you want to do. And if and people love giving advice when you're not asking for it. And that's what's happening is like she's telling you like this person's so great and like let, let's do this. Let's do this. And you're and you're like, OK, like that's good. But like I didn't ask for that. And like I don't want that. And I think it's hard to like to say it. Um, and maybe your husband can kind of help you with this and kind of help you talk to their mother and just it just might be easier on you if like you can be there and um or maybe just even get advice from them like how can I talk to your mom like this is what I want and I don't want to hurt her but she's too involved (laughs) I think it's just like so hard um to do that but I think that's your best bet like this is your wedding day this is your day and it's only about you your partner so yeah Staying consistent with exercise slash eating healthy during your period when all I want is chocolate. Okay. I don't know if this is the advice you're going to want to hear, but periods are gnarly and weird and wild and like awful. And I think that that's like honestly a good time to like let your body crave and let and like listen to that and like just go with it. Like eat what you want kind of like I know for me personally when I have my period, I'm like I don't think I have like crazy mood swings. Pat might say otherwise. But I definitely have really bad cramps um, and I I try to keep going with like what I want. But like definitely the first two days of when I get my period, I don't ever work out because I'm like, I just really don't feel up to it. My body is like in pain, like I'm swollen, like I just I'm bleeding everywhere. Like it's just not a good time and I'll make up for it other times. And I think that's I think that's kind of like a reason to listen to your body and maybe you can plan around that time of the month and be like, this is the time where I'm going to like you know, listen to my body and kind of listen to my cravings and like allow that to happen. And I think that's totally okay. Um, yeah, I hope that's helpful. I think it's just, we have to be like kinder to ourselves. Okay. This one is girls. How often are we washing our bras? (laughs) I actually cannot answer this because I do not wear bras. I wear sports bras and I'll wash them. Honestly, I will work out in a sports bra like a few times before I wash it because I'm not sweating a ton when I work out. But I think this is going to sound so weird, but like you should just smell it. And if it smells bad, you should wash it. Like I feel like that's like the rule. Like if you have a bra and you're wearing it and it smells fine, then it's fine. Like I am just one to like not overwash. I don't overwash my hair. I don't ever really wash a lot of my clothes except for like underwear and stuff. I feel like that's the rule, but I don't wear them. So I'm not the one to answer this. But if anybody else has any thoughts, I should just put this on my story and see how many people wash them very often because that would be funny. Okay, this is interesting. It's jealousy of some of my BFFs. Why? I always am so happy and I root for them, but it comes with jealousy. I think this is pretty natural. Um, and maybe there's a reason that you feel this jealousy. And I think that could be like a lack of communication with your friends. I think if you're all like open with each other and you're able to talk about like work and personal stuff and just understand each other and like if these friends are really friends of yours and they're really open and they're really like they don't judge you then I think start working on like losing that type of jealousy um there's always going to be somebody that's winning more than you're winning and there's always going to be someone that's losing more than you're losing like it's just the way of life and then at some other point you're going to be winning and they're not going to be winning like and that's kind of what we have to realize is there's always going to be like times when you're doing better and there's always going to be times when you're not doing as good as they are and that's what friendship is about kind of like being there for each other and like realizing that and honestly even having that conversation I think being jealous is something that's like not really talked about um 
but we're allowed to talk about it. Like we are allowed to talk about that openly with our friends. Okay. I'm going to do just a few more. This one is virginity talk. Turning 24 next week, still a virgin, nervous about choosing the right person. So I guess I can be real with you guys. I was very, very young when I lost my virginity. I was 15. I think I was, I think I was 15, which right now I'm saying that I'm like, holy shit, if I have a daughter, there's no freaking way that's happening. Um, and it was my first boyfriend. I was like cheated on and it was just kind of a mess, but for some reason I don't hold on to it. Like I'm not like, it was not for me a big deal. Um, it was more like I just wanted to get it over with at that time. And I was so young. So I think it's so different. If I had waited a lot longer, I probably would have been like, okay, I want to like find the right person. You, it sounds like you you said you're nervous about choosing the right person, so you you want it to be somebody who's a good person. I think that's really awesome and, like, good for you because that doesn't happen to a lot of people. Um, and maybe you want to be in a relationship with that person before you do that. Like, it sounds like that is a big deal to you. And I would say, first of all, being a virgin is, like, so not a big deal. Like, and I'm, not, I'm saying, like, it's not a big deal, meaning, like, we should talk about it a lot more. And it's just, like, it doesn't have to be such a big, like – oh, you you haven't had sex yet? Like, who cares? Like, good for you. Like, it doesn't really matter at what age you have. You do that. It's personal, but it's personal to you, but also we can talk about it, I think. So don't be nervous about choosing the right person. I think it'll just come naturally. Like, when when it's, when you feel like it's the right person, it will be. And also, I think after it happens, if you're like, oh, maybe that what you might have questions. And I just think like you don't need to have those questions of like, oh, was this the right person? Was this right? I think you'll kind of get over feeling like that was taken from you instead of like you allowed yourself to give that up. Like not everybody can take that. And like that is something that you're giving to somebody. So don't harp. The right person will come along. And I think you don't need to overthink about it when it happens and talk to your friends and talk to people. And I think it's kind of just like a lot of people are going to have different opinions because it's not as important to some people. But I think it's awesome that it's important to you and good for you. Birth control thoughts. Everybody has a different opinion on birth control. And this is kind of, I think, could be a political topic that I don't really want to get into too much in that sense. I have not been on birth control. I was on birth control for about one year when I was 15. And then I got off of it because I was having so much anxiety. And my mom, well, I think it maybe had to do with birth control. And at the time, my doctor was like, oh, no, like this can't cause this. This can't cause this. And I just really didn't believe that. Um, So I think trying to find like the right one is really important. I think if you want to be on it, then you should be on it. There's like non-hormonal ways. There's so many ways to do it, especially if you're like not even thinking about having a kid or trying to get pregnant. Like that is then then it it could be for you. You have to obviously talk to your doctor and tell them what you're nervous about and do your research besides talking to just your doctor because doctors are smart, but I don't think they know everything. Um, For me, you know, I know people that were on birth control for a really long time and they do have some trouble getting pregnant. I know people that were on birth control for a really long time and had no trouble. For example, my mom, she was on birth control for like years. And then as soon as she got off of it, she got pregnant with my oldest brother. So that's like my concern. But I think like birth control, there's always some something different for somebody. So I think it's just about like talking to your friends and think and like, what are they on? Did they like it? How does it work for them? And then trying something out and giving your body time to like adjust and test it out. And if it doesn't work, then try something else. I think that's it for now. I love this. 
and I want to do this more because I think this is just like a really cool topic that we can that we can chat about and hopefully I can cover more next time my voice is literally killing me from talking for 45 minutes straight I don't know why my throat is like hurting um so last thing somebody said how can a pimple just throw off your whole mood girl talk love this literally wake up with a pimple and you're like I'm done for the day um okay I think that's it for now guys I love you and I'm so happy you trusted me with this and were able to just chat it out I hope this was fun for you to listen to and I hope you got a good laugh or related to it in some way because I think that um it's easy to listen to something and be like oh yeah like I I relate or oh, I didn't think about this this way. So that's kind of the purpose of what I wanted to do with this episode. Um, So make sure you're following along the Instagram and follow me on my Instagram. Um, And yeah, I will see you guys next week. Bye.